to Totalus Rankium. This week, Petronius Maximus. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperors Totalus Rankium. I'm Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. And this is episode 77. Oh, but who is it? It's... No, that's a trick question, isn't it? Because <laughs> you made me record the introduction twice. Oh, sorry, no, the guy. You made the guy. Yeah, the, the handsome guy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's an odd one, but we'll talk about that in a moment. It's Petronius Maximus, but we'll decide whether we should keep calling him that. He sounds big. Or great, I guess. Maximus is great, isn't it? Ah, you see? Well, it links to that. See, I've learned something. Yes. And also... Surprise! Not for you, oh. for our listeners. Oh. Yeah. I said last week, no episode next week. You but, liar. But here we are. Liar. With an episode. Just just think of all those people that listen to us. All those millions of people. Disappointed. Tears streaming down their face in the last episode. Yeah. But now imagine the, the joy. I think so. Like shit and let down. Yeah, that might have been hurt and let down. I'm really sorry. Put, put the piano music over the top. I'll do that. It's already been playing for a while. Did you not? Oh, has it? it? Yeah, it softly came in a while oh, ago. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, that looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> well, my plan was to research our um, Republic trilogy with the yes. uh, Gracchi brothers and then Marcus Drusus. My plan yeah. was to research Tiberius and Gaius Gracchus this week. Okay. I didn't get time to do that. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, spoilers. Petronius Maximus, it's a short one, so I figured I could squeeze him in with my research. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we are recording today one emperor and one republican. Yeah. And don't forget, if you'd like to listen to that republican episode, you can join our Senate for as little as $1 a month. Yeah. Yes, Tiberius Gracchus. Oh. Anyway, but that's not this one. No. No, no. Well, you've got to wait not long before we do that. <laughs> yes. So if everything goes according to plan... We will release this episode this week, obviously. There will be an Emperor episode next week as well. Hey. So I've readjusted my schedule, but then maybe the week afterwards we'll have an Emperor gap. Nice. That's what I think is going to happen. Here's a question for you. Go on. Nothing to do with Emperors, though. Okay. Is it Schedule English and Schedule American? I always thought it was. I think it might be, yeah. Did I, was... I say Schedule? Yeah. I always judge people to say Schedule, but I'm now doubting myself because you're quite on the ball. No, I, I'm, I'm really not. With pronunciation. That just happens to be a ball nearby. You've oh. assumed it's mine. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think you're right, and I say schedule. But I don't say herbs, because I'm not weird. Oh, aluminum. <laughs> aluminum. Yeah, it's tin. <laughs> anyway, back to the podcast. And back to the West. <gasps> yes. We're in the West, and Jamie, we have it. We have a linear timeline oh my goodness <laughs> for the first time since what feels like the start of the crisis <laughs> of the third century yeah we're going to have a series of episodes where there's an emperor who then stops being an emperor and then another emperor oh. comes along okay so we've we'll stopped with the dual emperor we've stopped rubbish. jumping all over the place Excellent. don't forget in the east right now marcion is still alive right and after him leo's going to take over but we're not going to cover leo until next season so we don't really <clears> need to worry about him okay and we have a linear timeline. I do feel slightly bad for Petronius, though, because at the moment the West is a mess. Well, we'll see if he can. Uh... <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend he doesn't. <laughs> but we'll Thanks see. For listening. <laughs> we'll see how ridiculously he fails, shall we? Okay. So, all we need to do to recap this week is to remind you that we are in the West. We looked at Banning Tinian III, or rather Aetius and Attila, until those two died. Yes. Okay? That's as much as we need to recap, because as we cover Petronius, we're going to cover the end of Ballantinian III's reign. Okay. In a little bit more detail than we did last time. Okie dokie. What I should also mention before we start is our sources dry up very quickly for the last nine. Because <laughs> they're all killed. <laughs> yeah, everything that's said in the next few episodes is more shaky than perhaps usual. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. We think it happened. It might not have done. There were definitely Romans involved. Well, that's that's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> yeah. So, let's start. He was born as Flavius Ancinius Petronius Maximus. 
Oh, Maximus. It's quite a good name. I'm impressed with that yeah. name. Sounds impressive. Yes. I hope he lives up to it. <laughs> he was born in around 396, so this is just after the death of the first Theodosius. Okay. It's quite a while ago. Mm. His name is usually listed as Petronius Maximus. Yes. And then shortened to Maximus. So people usually call him Maximus. But I, I find this a bit odd. Mm. I'm just going to say that now. Because we have already had, if you remember, Maximinus Thrax, Maximinus Dyer, Maximian, Maxentius. We've had lots of Maxes. Yeah. If you've got an option to move away from the Maxes, surely you take it. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's also not forget Magnus Maximus. Greatest great. Greatest great, who actually shares the Maximus name. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and the great thing is, well... I keep saying great now. <laughs> well, you sort of set the whole episode up with going, he's just terrible. Yeah. So I don't think calling him the greatest is... Yeah. Well, even if you <laughs> did, surely it should be Maximus too. True. Yeah. No one ever calls him Maximus two. It's true. just Maximus. Magnus Maximus was Maximus one. so... You, what? Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see my point. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. So, I'm well, just make... making the executive yes. decision now. Good. All historians from this point on must refer to him as Petronius. I like it. Okay. You've taken the lead there. (laughs) Naming him after a Harry Potter spell. Yeah. Bull by the horns. Yeah. We're all doing it. Okay. Good. Right. Okay. do this. But what is Petronius? It's a spell to get rid of... um, Well, Professor Lupin describes it as (laughs) an anti-dementor, a guardian which acts as a shield between you and the dementor. It's also a kind of positive force, a projection of the very things that a dementor feeds upon. Hope, happiness, the desire to survive. (gasps) But it cannot feel despair, Harry, as real humans can. So dementors can't hurt it. Oh. Yeah. We also know that Septimius Severus's Petronius was a doe, which gave the reader a huge clue that he was actually always acting on what he believed his one true love, Lily, would want him to do. Septimius Severus? Yeah, the emperor. <laughs> can you tell he doesn't last long this week, Adam? <laughs> the fact you can type that up. <laughs> it's like, what can we say about him? Well, let's eat this out for a bit more then. Yeah. So, <laughs> what shape was his Petronius? Petronius. Um, Petronius is Petronius. Mm. Oh, what would his shape be? I imagine a poo. <laughs> From what a, it's telling a little to. nervous one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little yeah. rabbit one. If you don't know Harry Potter, by the way, you will have been lost for the last couple of minutes, and yeah. I apologise. Yeah. Um, and actually, I should probably point out that his name is Petronius. Not Patronus. So actually, it's not quite the same as the spell in Harry Potter. Anyway. It is, though. Oh, it is. It's just a... It's, it's, it's Roman, so it's before, you know, it evolved into Patronus. Yes, exactly. He invented the spell. Yes, he did, in his spare time. There we go. Yes. There we go. He's a wizard. He was a wizard. He invented Hogwarts. Just not a very good one. He's like Rincewind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pratchett. Right, now it's Discworld. If you haven't read Harry Potter or Discworld, we apologise. Right, anyway. And if you haven't turned this off right now, thank you. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the history, shall we? Yeah. Right. Very little is known about Petronius before he took power. His family was indistinguished as far as we can tell. There's no record of him doing anything at a young age. He probably did, otherwise he would have died. Invented spells. Yeah, exactly. Some ancient historians <laughs> speculate he was related to Magnus Maximus. No. But we get the feeling this is the ancient historian version of them doing what we just did then, which is trying to fill some space. <laughs> What's that? Someone else had the same name. Do you, do you think that's actually what they are? Yeah. Just a parody or the sources? Well, that was the Historia Augusta. Just making... The Historia Augusta was quite clearly two people like us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if there were people in the future like really paying attention to this? It's, real it's a lot of responsibility, isn't That's it? That's true. Yeah. So come on, let's be serious here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so probably not related to Maxus Maximus. We can guess that his family were relatively well off because he rose through the political world rather than a military one, which I'm sure pleases you. He didn't rise through the military ranks. That's true. I was getting a bit bored yeah. by that. Slightly different this time. You can rise from nothing in the military world. You need to have a bit of a base to get through the political world. Yeah. Well, to be fair... In the military world, you've got to at least be able to hold a sword. Yeah, that's true. But in the senatorial world, you need to be able to afford to join the Senate. That's true. 
and Petronius does at the age of 15. Wow. Yeah, nice and early. Presumably family connections got him a ceremonial role. I was going to say, that sounds like his parents were quite... Yes. <laughs> Come on, Petronius, you're joining the Senate. Mom. Yeah, yeah. we. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> that doesn't count. Put it away. <laughs> so, yeah, we have records he, that he was steadily promoted through the ranks in the Senate until he was given the role of city prefect Ooh. of Rome in his mid-twenties. See, 200 years before, that'd be really impressive. Ah, that's my next note. This is less <gasps> impressive than it used to be. See, it says so there. See? See, it's like I'm a historian. You're, you're getting the hang of it. You are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's still not bad for someone in their mid-twenties. No. Not no. bad at all. Over the next decade, he held the post of city prefect again and was made Praetorian prefect of all of Italy. Now, that is still impressive. Mm. Unfortunately, we have no details of what was obviously a very busy career. We just know the dates and titles. In 433, in his mid-thirties, he became consul. Very early age. Mm. A few years later, Praetorian Prefect again. And then Consul again for the second time a few years later. He's doing all right. And it kind of implies he's either keeps paying them to do the job or actually doing quite a good job. Yeah, you get the impression he, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah. He's not incompetent. Mm. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, clearly one of the leading men of the Western Empire. And he was then awarded what he probably thought would be his highest rank he could get, patrician. Which oh. is this new rank that seems to have appeared that just means you're doing all right for yourself. You're head senator. Do you think what kind of ceremonial clothing do you think he'd wear with that job? Oh, you've got to go purple. Oh, no, that's royal, though, isn't it? No, so no what, what kind of, like, artefact would he wear to show he's a patrician? Bangles? Maybe. Oh, you, you know his you know, little um, shoes with, like, bells on? Patrician pointy shoes. Yes. Yes. The patrician shoes. Yeah. There must have been something you'd wear to just show off that you were, like, the best senator. And and, and if you wore the bell shoes, you'd hear them coming. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You got the bells of power. That's what he did. <laughs> but how has someone who has no clear family background achieved so much? Well, we've speculated his uh, money, yeah. or he's just quite good. There's a third reason. He has no one a... else wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Those shoes look stupid. Um, no, he had a supporter. Oh. None other than Aetius himself. Ah. Yeah, he was a bit of a protege to Aetius, apparently. Okay. We think. We're not certain. Right. As I say, it's shaky ground. <laughs> yes. We do know that it's roughly around this time, when everything's going wonderfully, that his wife dies. Oh, no. So we also know he got married at some point. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> What did wife die of? <laughs> we have no idea. Ooh, um, dysentery. Okay, let's go for dysentery. So, that's his background. Let's cover what's going on in the Empire at this time. Hmm. Attila has just attacked and retreated, and then died whilst drunk. <laughs> Marcion, over in the east, is hugely relieved, after all that tough talk <laughs> he'd been saying. Yeah. So that's what he's doing over did there. Well, though. In the west, everyone's even more relieved. Aetius had proven himself as Rome's saviour, but now was finding power harder to hold on to, because before he could say, I'm the only man who can stop Attila, yeah. whereas now he can just say, I stopped Attila. Yeah. It's the Churchill effect, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. So around this time, Valentinian starts to suggest that his daughter, Placidia, should get married. And Aetius was all for this. Of course she should get married. But then Valentinian said, yes, I've got my eye on a man named Majorian. I've heard of him. Put, put a box around his name. Right. Yeah, just a little one. Actually, no, it doesn't need to be a little box. Put a big box around his name. He's just a general. He's knocking around at the moment. Okay. So this is something we didn't have time to go through in Valentinian's episode, because we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. But this didn't please Aetius, because Aetius wanted Placidia to marry... Petronius. No, his oh. daughter. No, that what? would have been scandalous. His what? son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Aetius had dreams of starting his own dynasty that I didn't really get time to talk about last week. Aetius manages to halt the marriage to Majorian, and Placidia is betrothed to his son. I've now got an image of Majorian like, being chained up in a cellar somewhere, <laughs> and um, Placidia being like handcuffed and dragged, kicking and screaming. Quite possibly. We're, we're cover more what happens in Majorian's episode. Excellent. Yeah. So the sources suggest that this somehow angers Petronius, 
We're not really sure why, because he's not clearly involved in that. But Petronius isn't happy. It's well, almost it's unfair. Yes, but he's not happy with Aetius. Well, I thought that's a bit underhanded, because we don't know what Aetius may have done to facilitate the, the motion. Yeah, so... we don't have much details. All we do mm. know is that Petronius comes out of all this political manoeuvring not happy with Aetius, yeah. but also not happy with Valentinian. Ooh, ooh. He's just not happy. So it's generally seen that he's decided he wants to make a move, and you've got the emperor and the powerful general <laughs> in the way. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it could be just simple jealousy. It could be Aetius hadn't returned a book. <laughs> it could be anything. I trusted you. <laughs> right, I should mention here that there is one reason the sources give for Petronius starting to act against Valentinian at this point. Now, if you remember, in Valentinian's episode, I mention a story that involves the Emperor in the Caligula style, taking a man's wife and raping her. Most historians, however, doubt this, because there's nothing else in Valentinian's character to suggest this kind of activity. He wasn't known for doing horrible things. Was he generally liked by Yeah, Yeah, he was seen as fairly ineffectual, but not nasty, vindictive, not the kind of person who would do Caligula stuff. So this does seem to pop out of nowhere. Well, this man is none other than Petronius. So it's Petronius' wife, according to one source. His dead wife? Yes, but before she died. (laughs) Oh, thank God. (laughs) That's a whole new level. A whole new level. Um, Yeah, so we think that actually this was a story made up after the fact to explain why Petronius does what he's about to do. I'm guessing something stupid. (laughs) Anyway, so around this time, Aetius is busy organising troops and rebuilding North Italy. Remember, Tiller's burnt it to the ground. Valentinian's still emperor, and Petronius is head senator. Hmm. So he's got a lot of influence. Aetius was away. So Petronius had plenty of time to talk to Valentinian and whisper in his ear. Petronius also manages to whisper into the ear of the head eunuch named Heraclius. He manages to recruit Heraclius to his way of thinking. And we're not sure what his way of thinking was, but it's something along the lines of, I don't like Aetius. Ah, okay. Yes. Aetius bad. (laughs) Yeah. For whatever reason, Petronius by this point has decided that Aetius has to go. Now, whether he had designs on the throne by this point, we have no idea. Maybe this is the end goal, get rid of Aetius. Maybe it was a stepping stone. We can decide later. So, between the whisperings of his head senator and his chief eunuch, Valentinian was finally convinced that Aetius was about to usurp and take the throne. Valentinian therefore calls Aetius to a meeting, and this is where you'll start to recognise it. Yes, good stabbing actions. <laughs> yeah. Valentinian himself jumps up halfway through the meeting, striking Aetius with his sword with a blow to the head. Oh, I'll do the wrong action then. Yeah. Also more of a jabbing. It just sounds slightly nasty, the blow to the head with a sword. It does, yeah. Like, cutting the head off at least seems clean. Just sort of blow to the head. <laughs> You've got this image of a... Ooh, yeah, it's caved in. Yeah, so. not good. Apparently Heraclius was getting in on the action as well. It wasn't just Valentinian on his own. The two of them went out him with swords. Yeah. Aetius dies. He does. Yes. And this is exactly what Petronius wanted. He was standing in the side of the room. See, this wasn't mentioned before. Cackling slowly. <gasps> yes. It's like when you see a film and it's a flashback to a slightly different perspective or something. It's exactly. <gasps> You think, oh, Valentinian, what have you done? But then you pan, and there's Petronius. So, should we take off a few points of his crazy? He still did it, though, didn't he? That's true. And we didn't give him much, so... Yeah. <laughs> so there was now a place to become the power behind the throne, hmm. and Petronius fully expected to take it. However, Petronius was hoping for the support of Heraclius, obviously. Yes. Heraclius had worked with him and even helped kill Aetius. But suddenly, the eunuch switched allegiance and was working for none other than Majorian. <gasps> Might want to put a box around his name. You already have that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just keep an eye on Majorian. Yeah, by now he's a powerful general, so he has got an eye on the throne himself. So Majorian, as a powerful general, has access to the emperor and starts speaking against Petronius. Valentinian starts looking at Petronius with suspicion. 
This infuriates Petronius, who sees all his plans turn to dust. Damn it. So he creates a new one, a cunning plan, blackboards out. Oh, yes. How to become emperor. <laughs> Step one, yeah. kill, kill people. <laughs> yes. Step two, kill Valentinian. <gasps> oh, yes. He meets with two of Aetius's most trusted guards. Yes, that's right, Aetius's most trusted guards. And in this meeting, which I can only assume was full of wine and bitterness, <laughs> Petronius told the men how upset he was that such a great man such as Aetius was dead, and that whoever was behind this must pay the most severe penalty. Oh. And then he dropped a hint or two he knew who was responsible. Yeah. Uh, yes. It was <laughs> put a sword in his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone saw it. <laughs> Only we could figure out who it was. <laughs> According to Petronius, it was none other than Valentinian himself. <sighs> Which is fairly obvious. He did shot the sword in. But yeah. apparently it was Valentinian on his own. There was no one behind him whispering. It was just Valentinian. He'd lost it. He's yes. gone mental. And I quote here, He urged that the better course would be to take vengeance on Valentinian. Those who avenged the falling man, he said, would justly have the greatest of blessings. Ooh. Nine days later, Valentinian and Hercules were practising archery in Rome when the two bodyguards who were in that meeting approached. You just, like, typical henchmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've got another quote. We don't get much detail, but here we go. One struck Valentinian on his temple, and when he turned around to see the striker, he dealt him with a second blow on the face and felled him. With a sword? Yeah. So he got a sword to the temple, was able to turn round and register who it was, and then got another one. Oh, maybe it's not a sword. That's a very good point. Maybe it was a club. Yeah, mm. that makes more sense. But even so, that would knock you senseless. He'd yeah. be on the floor. Maybe it's like a pummel and then slash. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the hit. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe that. With the hilt. Yeah. There's more though. Okay. The other. Remember, there's two. Slew Hercules. Oh. So that's him dead. Okay. The two men snatch the diadem from Valentinian's corpse and head to Petronius. Petronius now has to act quickly. There was a strong faction behind Majorian who would be more than happy to sweep into power. Oh, never happened for him. No. It also didn't help that Petronius knew that the very, very recently widowed Eudoxia would support Majorian over him. Mm. But, fortunately for Petronius, he knew exactly what was going to happen and when. So he was ready and waiting. Mm. And I will quote again, Petronius... It says Maximus, but I'm changing that because we're now doing Petronius. Nice. Yeah. Petronius gained control of the palace by distributing money. So that was his plan. Just pay everyone off. Pay everyone off. Me be the emperor? Will this green help you? No, I want gold. <laughs> oh. Will this gold help you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he did, and it works perfectly. Oh, nice. Not only did it win him support, but it also guaranteed a wedding. Ooh, nice. Who I like a you, wedding. Who do you think he's going to get married to? Eudoxia. Yeah, say that louder. Eudoxia! <laughs> yes. You were so unsure, but you were yes. right. It was Eudoxia who has just seen her husband be killed by a man who is now marrying her. Ooh. Not nice. But Petronius realises that if he wed the Augusta, his claim would be much stronger. Yeah. After all, is that not what the current emperor in the East, Marcion, has just done? Can't remember. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Marcion got married to Pulcheria. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. 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 The coup works perfectly. He was declared emperor. But things weren't perfectly smooth. There was a lot of anger that he did not punish the assassins of Valentinian. Obviously. <laughs> and moreover, he did not even let Eudoxia grieve for her husband's death before wedding her. Yeah. It's like, no, I won't give you any time. We're getting married now. Oh, do you think, like, kill the emperor, take her by the hand, blood-soaked dress, literally up the altar? From yeah, where? I think so. Step over the corpse. Oh. <laughs> do it all in one place. It saves time. It's efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not great. But Petronius is determined to press on. He was still aware he doesn't really have decent legitimacy here, despite the marriage, so he hatches another plan. Oh, step dear. three... Oh, no, step three is marry Eudoxia. Step four, marry my son to one of Valentinian's daughters. He had a son? Yes, so he had a son at some point. OK. Yeah, it's the first time we hear <laughs> nice. about him. There is a problem here, however. If you remember in Valentinian's episode, 
Aetius in an attempt to quieten down the Vandals, after he realises he can't beat them militarily, yeah. suggested that Valentinian's daughter marries the Vandal king Gesseric's son. But this is when Gesseric turns around and says, no thanks, I'm going to marry him off to the daughter of the king of the Goths. Right. And we thought that was a little bit insulting to the Romans. Yeah. Well, obviously that's fallen apart, because I couldn't find anywhere where it says this, but apparently this marriage to Gesseric's son is now back on. Oh. So Valentinian's daughter is now due to marry the Vandal king Gesseric's son. Nice. But Petronius has decided that his son should marry Valentinian's daughter instead. Yeah. Yeah, nothing will go wrong there, he thought. Of course not. I'll be fine. Smooth. Yeah, as you can imagine, this didn't please the Vandals too much. But Petronius was too busy to worry about that. And after all, what's the worst that could happen? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. After all, what all Petronius really needed to do at this point is make sure the Goths supported him. True. The Goths are in Gaul, remember? They're getting more and more powerful. All he needs is their support, and uh, everything will be fine. They turn the whole province of Gaul, he's got the power. Yeah. So he sends one of his best senators to Gaul to talk to them. And this is a man named Avitus. Or Avitus. Let's go for Avitus. Sounds like a, a bottled water. Yes, it does a bit. <laughs> it does. Pop a box around his name. Avitus. Yes. There's going to be a lot of crossover, even though it is a linear story. Because <laughs> we get through them rapidly. <laughs> oh dear, it's like a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Avitus goes up north, he's a, a supporter of Petronius, and he's off to talk to the Goths. So, Petronius is there, awaiting word from Avitus anxiously, will the Goths support him? Finally, Roger turns up with a letter in his hands. Hello, sir. The Goths support him. Yes. Everything's safe. Oh, this is turning out quite good then. And then Roger pulls out a second letter. Oh, excuse me, sir, one more. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to the good news. Let's turn that smile upside down. Yes. It's at this point that Petronius realises there's another man with Roger. This man has a gong. It's gong. Gilbert. Gong. <laughs> with the deaf gong. Do you think that's when um, his twitch started? Petronius's twitch? <laughs> I think so. What? what? Why? <laughs> Everything's going all right. Why's the deaf gong here? The goths are on my side. All my enemies are gone. The letter states that the vandals have left Africa. Well, that's a good thing. That's part of my empire. And we're heading straight for Rome. Oh, shh. But why? Some asked. <laughs> Some said it's because of the wedding snob. Because Gesseric's son was meant to get married and the wedding was off. That's a, uh, that's a poor reason. So I, I've, I've not been invited to weddings. I haven't gone and invaded and killed people. Yeah, I think this is an excuse. There is another story, no. a better story, of Eudoxia here. So... Valentinian's widow, now forced to marry Petronius. Mm. Apparently, following in her sister-in-law's footsteps, sends a letter to the Vandal king saying, please come and rescue me. Nice. I find this doubtful. I think this is mixing up the previous story with this one. damsel in distress. Yeah, it's it's unlikely that both Honoria and Eudoxia both did this Mm. to Attila and Gesseric. But who knows? Maybe they were all at it at that time. (laughs) All wives in Rome were just writing to... Long dresses, long hair, pointy hats. Husband comes home late from the baths. That's it, I'm writing to a barbarian king. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who knows? Probably it's more likely that Gesseric heard that Valentinian was dead, or more importantly, Aetius was dead, and therefore Italy was ripe for the picking. So, Gesseric mm. had managed to take the Romans by surprise here. This letter's Ooh. not, the Vandals are coming, it's, the Vandals are here. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was delivered by a Vandal. <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> Hello, got a letter for you. Where's Roger? <laughs> There's no Roger now. <laughs> yeah, the first they knew of the Vandal attack was when they landed in Italy, <laughs> not far from Rome. <laughs> when the when the Arab pierced <laughs> his bodyguard's head. Yeah. Oh. Oh dear. <laughs> with, with a letter attached. Yeah, that's how it was delivered. Yeah. yeah, Petronius seems to have been in Rome at the time. There seems to have been a bit of a shift from Ravenna to Rome recently. There's a, a bit going on in Rome again, which is nice. Maybe it's like kind of, you know, when it, like, you know how fashion is kind of cyclical. Yeah. 
They're going for that retro feel. Try, trying to reclaim the glory days yes. slightly. And let's not forget, Valentinian did escape Ravenna down to Rome when Attila invaded. Yep. So maybe they've just stayed around there. It's got big walls. Yeah, it's got big walls. Maybe we'll be safe here. So it appears Petronius is in Rome. So, here we go. Petronius immediately sets about organising the defences. Now, I imagine he did this probably by calling a, a council of advisors. And he asks, Who here is the most capable general? And he's told, Well, Aetius, but you killed him. <laughs> he's oh. cold and six feet under, sir. Okay, well, well, he's dead, obviously, so who alive is our most capable general? <coughs> well, uh, that would be Majorian. Okay, well, not him, obviously, because <laughs> he's like my rival. So let's move on, move on. Who? What about Rickamer? Who? Put two boxes around his name. What? We will not do an episode on him, but believe me, you are going to hear a lot of his name. Rick. Rickamer. Um, yes. Who's he? Asked Petronius. He is Majorian's friend and mentor. Oh. Yes. What about him? No, no, he's with Majorian. So, no, not him then. Okay, forget that. Just tell me where the nearest army is, he asks. <laughs> that, that'll be Gaul. <laughs> right. Okay, then. What about the city defences? How are they coming along? Is there's, anyone, there's walls we have. Has anyone fixed the pyramid ramp that they can just get in? <laughs> no, that's still there. Oh. Well, well, well they've, they've put a load of new scaffolding around the outside. <laughs> so, yeah, it was getting damaged. They <laughs> thought they'd repair it. Which is now basically a climbing frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It soon dawns on Petronius that there is simply nothing they could do to even vaguely halt the vandal attack. So he suggests the one thing that they could do. Run? Yes, he tells everyone to run away, because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> run! And he said this whilst mounting his horse. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, okay, I've got an idea. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> he sits on Quicksilver. That's his horse. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got his thing ready. But I've got an idea. Whack. <laughs> run away! Well, we do have a quote here. He panicked, mounted a horse, and fled. The Imperial bodyguard and those free persons around him, whom he trusted, deserted him. And those who saw him leaving abused him and reviled his cowardice. However, Ooh. Quicksilver doesn't even get to the boundaries of the city. Really? No. Oh dear. Someone throws a rock. Oh. It hits him, knocking him from his horse. Oh dear. Then others join in. Oh. Rocks rain down. And if that doesn't kill him, the crowd then descend on him and literally tear his limbs off. That probably did the trick. <laughs> they throw the bits in the Tiber. I've just got an image now of an armless, legless torso and head goes, <laughs> I'm still alive! <laughs> How am I going to run away now? <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> yeah. So, all the bits thrown in the Tiber, everyone found a bit bit better after that yeah cathartic yeah yeah <sighs> well that sorted that problem out yeah. right what were we doing oh yes panicking about the vandal invasion <laughs> and that's that week's episode that is Petronius. well quite frankly that's terrible <laughs> yes it is <laughs> all the scheming all the plotting I mean, he had twirly moustache levels of deviousness. He finally becomes the emperor. The first thing that happens, he tries to run away <laughs> and gets killed. See, at least Quintilus killed himself. Like, there's no point. I'm just going to kill myself. It's, yeah. It's, mm. I haven't been threatened. It's just, it's just the thing to do. Yeah. This guy, coward. When someone makes you respect Quintilus as an emperor, <laughs> you know oh. they're not on for a winner. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Right, let's rank him. Let's do it. Fightius Maximus. Zero. I mean, seriously, nothing at all. Just literally nothing. He wasn't even in the army in his early life. He has no Fightius Maximus. Okay. He didn't even join in the stabbing of Valentinian. No. Nope. Zero. Approvium Crazium. Okay, we do have something here. Oh, I'll make my box a bit larger then. Yes. <laughs> because he organised the assassination of the power behind the throne, the defeater of Attila, the saviour of Rome. 
I, he, he may not have known the consequences. Well, he wouldn't have known the consequences because no. yeah, hindsight and all. Yeah. Um. So he's just getting rid of a, a, a somebody in the way. Yeah, but it's a big person in the way. Yeah, but he wouldn't have known. Yeah. 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 Okay. Number two, he then assassinates the emperor, or at least organizes the assassination. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. An emperor killer. Then he marries the widow of that emperor within oh, days. The body was still warm. <laughs> yeah. Then he betroves his son to that emperor's daughter. Oh. And then, not really praesium, but definitely opprobrium, during his very first test as emperor, he pulled a denophore from Lord of the Rings. Oh. As in he ran away. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Remember the bit in the film where he just screams, Flee for your lives! And oh. then Gandalf whacks him in the face. Oh, I need to that film again. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's the time. image I got. <laughs> yes, just there. Just well, what the vandals did. are coming. What can we do? What defense have we got? Nothing. Then flee. <laughs> yeah, and Jeff. That's when he knocks him with the broom. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> There's actually some there, isn't there? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. It's quite crazy. On the on the good sane side, he seems calculated rather than insane. But I definitely think he's uh, in the villain kind of getting some points category. Here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I'm quite impressed with that. Actually, yeah, it's not. I see with the atheist thing. I I don't see that as a crazy or a problem. That's just he's getting rid of someone who he he didn't understand. I think the con. Well, no one would understand what would happen afterwards because, you know, he can't predict the future. No, yeah. he can. <laughs> um, but he does kill the emperor. Yeah. He then marries the widow of that emperor yeah. within days. Yeah, it's not good, is it? No. Oh, I think a, a four or five. Yeah, yeah. I, feel I mean, quite... it's nothing. Absolutely crazy, but considering how little we have on him, yeah, he still manages to push through some appropriate crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm going for. I'm going to go to five. I'm I'm actually quite impressed. Right. That's some nine. That's some nasty stuff he did. He's a he's a git. Yes, that's nine for appropriate crazy. Successes ultimus zero. No, no, no. I've got something. His coup worked. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> but he wasn't emperor at the time. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, but everything is so shockingly, awfully bad. I, even if his coup works, I'm still giving him zero. And he's put the em- em- Empire is now worse because now the Vandals are invading Rome. So. Yes, and you can <laughs> justifiably blame him for that. It's not, yeah. oh, they were coming anyway. They're coming either because he forced Eudoxia into a marriage she yes. didn't want to, or because he killed Aetius, or because he killed Valentinian. Whatever yeah. the reason, it was all his fault. Zero. Yeah. Image of face. I don't know how to draw an idiot. <laughs> Actually, no, I've got an idea. Dunce's um, cap. I don't know, he I wasn't stupid, though, though, was he? He's, he's more of a evil sort of... Oh, oh, what's his name from Wacky Races? Oh, Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly. Yes. He's a Dick Dastardly Yes, he is. The coin doesn't have a twirly moustache, but believe well, he's me, getting one for me, when I draw his picture on his card, he's getting one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining that sort of thing, though. Maybe, yeah. A, a slight side parting? Do you think he had a mutley? There's my image of him. Yes, that's that's good. Side parting, twirly moustache. Pointy nose. Pointy nose, big grin. That's his coin's wrong. Like, Look at his eyes! <laughs> wow, that took him like a, a half of his head. That's when he first read the letter about the vandals coming. <laughs> or when he sees them. Oh. <laughs> He's got massive eyes. Yeah, big, big, shocked, scary eyes. And it face like that. That is a shocked expression. Yes. Drive the car, but hold it, hold it. <laughs> but actually, to be fair, I won't give away how long he ruled, but the person minting the coin probably did it after he died. <laughs> so I've already settled the other side. We might as well do one for him, just to keep things neat. <laughs> well, that's a shocked expression as his limbs are torn off. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't have any arms. His, his, Ooh, his that... body kind of goes down with no arms. It's like a death mask. <laughs> yeah. And on the other side, oh, some kind of weird dancing figure. I don't think that's meant so, to be him. Is it a goat or a sheep? It's an ant. It looks like a dancing oh, yeah. ant. God. Probably not. <laughs> well, it's got a Christian cross, which is interesting. Yeah. It's holding leaves, or is it just like a goddess or something? Oh, this this should be its own separate round. Us trying to figure mm. out with no <gasps> guidance. Look at the shoes! Oh, bell oh, shoes! He's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, we, right, we need to put this coin up on Facebook. He oh, is yeah. wearing the pointy patrician shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we were right. We were right all along. See, guys, oh. minor speculation does is work. he standing on someone's head? Who's going to have that hand head? Yeah. Maybe that's Atius's head. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's Atius's head. Or it could be something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a loaf of bread or something. You just know on Facebook we're going to get a comment. Just starts with a sigh. Well, actually, <laughs> this coin is depicting. <laughs> but if you do, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know because I did not look into that. Right. Okay. Oh no, I think I just showed you the date. Did you see it? I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't. See it. Right. Go on. Then. Give him a score. Oh, hang on. We need to introduce the next round. I need to score him first. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I got too too excited by the weird weird ant king (laughs) wearing his pointy shoes. Maybe that was his mutley. (laughs) (laughs) He's pet ant. Um, Right, okay. See, now now I'm sort of adding more to that because of that. Um, But I do like the face. (laughs) I think it sums him up quite well, actually, as an emperor. Short hair, no beard or anything like that. It's very clean-shaven, stylized face again. Shocked. Yeah, it's, it's... I like it, personally. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go for about middle of the road. Five. I, I'm I gonna agree. go for five. Yeah, I agree. With that. Yeah, okay, that's a five. Two point five. It, it pains me to give this guy points, but there you go. Two point five. So now let's do the round. Okay. I, How long does he last? You obviously have to short short time. So it's either gonna be weeks or months. Yes. A couple of months. Three months. Three two months. Yes. Really? 77 days. Wow. Yes. Uh, the fact you can put it in days, that's impressive. Yes. It's not good, is it? No. So. That's like just over two months, isn't it? It's popping that Two and a half months. Yeah. Let's pop that into the spreadsheet. That gives him a score of 0.03 for Tempo Completo. It's like the crisis again. It really is? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, it's... Oh. He's out of single digits. That... Well, he earned quite a lot on crazy, didn't he? He doesn't deserve not to be like last. <laughs> but but, but he, he, crazy, that's what gets yeah, you the no, points. He puts some effort into being a yeah. cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's 11.53. Nice. Which puts him shockingly high up in the list. <laughs> that puts him just below Nerva. Wow. <laughs> just above Gallus. That's amazing. That's where that puts him. 59th out of 77. Yes, he is 59th so far. Wow. Yeah. That seems too good. It seems far too good. He was useless. Let's not forget how useless some of the Crisis Emperors were, though. Mm. I mean, they were really useless. Anyway, there's one question left. Do they have a certain César? Well, no. <laughs> A part of me wants to have an emperor that is so, so bad he gets it. Well, that's <laughs> Quintilus. <laughs> but like you say, no, I'm honestly looking at Quintilus right now with a, a smidgen of respect. Yes. That he just went, you know what, Aurelian? <laughs> There's no way. You're going to kill me anyway, so yeah, know, it's I'll, like... save, I'll save you a sword. Yeah. <laughs> save the cleanup. It was just the polite thing to do, really, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. he did it. True. Whereas... Uh, so if, if another Roman ranking podcast comes along, we'll we'll and it's better than ours. We'll yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like fair enough. Yeah, we you know when we're licked. Yeah, uh, who else? Uh, Hostilian, who just <laughs> died of plague straight away. Oh, bless him. Yeah, I just I mean that was plague. He wasn't awful. He just died of plague straight yes. away. Whereas, yes. <laughs> whereas he plotted and schemed and did well and was respected. He mm. wasn't a useless person no. who found himself as emperor. He was a well-respected, good man for the job who should have been able to do well. And at the first hurdle, <laughs> just ran away. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then but was he, caught. But to be fair, you can't blame him for running away. That's all he could do. Would Aurelian have run away? With no army. Would and Diocletian no have run away? They had armies. <laughs> Okay, that's let's fine. see them on their own. <laughs> <laughs> would Caracalla have ran away? Probably. No, he would have. What would he have done? He would have sharpened his teeth he with a have... file. <laughs> <laughs> Walked out into that field on his own. <laughs> and gnashed away. Mr. Stabby on a rope. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Vandals would have legged it. <laughs> well, and just said to Mr. Stabby, have your way. <laughs> Yeah. I like my meat rare. <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've 
argued my sap full circle there. Of course he doesn't deserve no, it. Of course not. Because Caracalla would have sorted this out in no time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that is no Jelle Cesar this yes. week. I, I, I feel... When was the last Jelle Cesar? Uh, Constantius 3. I feel like he's the last one we're going to give this season. Hmm, interesting. Ooh. Yeah, because I've finally actually done some research on the last okay. nine. I've done, I'm not going to ruin anything, but don't give up hope. And that's not a guarantee. Uh, there's just... <laughs> I'll just say they're not all this bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there is hope. Okay, so... That's it for today. No Genesis are... So we just need to say a couple of thank yous. First of all, thank you very much to Lisa Lawless 3. Oh, yes, for joining our Senate. Lisa, you you will get to listen this week to our Tiberius Gracchus episode. Yay! Thank you. As well, his chatterbox, who has also joined our Senate. Oh, nice. Yes, which is nice. Thank you very much. Um, And also, I've got to say thank you to um, Chloe Crosby, I hope we didn't ask you if we could like use your full name live on air, but I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> she sent us a lovely email, which is nice. It says, Dear Rob and Jamie, your podcast is one of the best things I've listened to in all of my extensive 13 years. Oh. I quite enjoy listening to it all of the time, going through about four episodes a day. Wow. I just recently found this podcast, so I have not caught up to all the episodes, but I have high hopes for the future emperors. P.S. I just started listening to the crisis episodes. You put a fun spin on the crazy history of the Roman Empire. As you suggested, I do tell a lot of people about this podcast, but most of my teenage friends look at me like I'm a nutter. They just don't understand what they're missing out on. I love this podcast and I hope you do well with it. Lots of stabby stabby love, Chloe. (laughs) P.S. Say hello to History Dog and Rocky for me. Oh. Well, History Dog says hello, because you probably heard him barking at some point. And Rocky, this is Rocky. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Claire. That's very nice. No, that's a really nice email. That's the first yeah. time I've heard that one. Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's a surprise. I'm glad we have some younger listeners as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Right. So, I think that's all we need to do this week. Apart from to say the usual, you can download us from Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Please leave a review yeah. if you can. But I'm also going to say this week, if you are one of our listeners and also a Saga Thing listener, Saga Thing are doing their quarter court recap episode where you get to vote on their categories if you've not done that yet go and do it and if you've not listened to the podcast so you don't know what i'm talking about go and listen to it it's a fantastic podcast don't forget you can also join us on uh, we've got a facebook page you can follow us on twitter and instagram yes um and we've got our page as well our yes. web page which is Tata's rankium and uh, wordpress just type in Tata's rank onto google because yeah. not many people call themselves that yeah you'll find us and f- Finally, a bit different at the end this week. Ooh. Yes. We are going to leave something that doesn't exist yet at the end of the episode. We're going to... iPhone 11. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> We're going to put a little bit of the Tiberius Gracchus episode. So, <laughs> no pressure. We need to at least come up with a two-minute clip of that episode that's actually interesting. And we are going to put it at the end of the episode. So, if you've not joined the Senate, you can... Uh, Hear what you're missing out on. Just want to point out that Jamie's gone quiet now because he is emailing a thank you to Chloe. Yeah. And that's why he's not responding to anything I, I say. I mean, quiet. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat everything again? Yeah, polite to Chloe, not to me. What? <laughs> oh, I can't even remember what I was saying. Right. Oh, yeah, I was saying we're going to leave a bit of our uh, Tiberius Gracchus episode yeah. at the end. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I did hear that. I did I yeah. register it, but that sounds uh, good. Yeah, we'll do that. There's yeah. a little teaser. Yeah, it's a little teaser. Yes, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, okay, until next week. Oh, you have no idea who next week is, do you? Nope. No, I said his name. Who's it going to be? Oh, Majorian. No, you'd think it would be, wouldn't you? Is it a two-boxer? No. Avitius. Avitus. Avitus. Yeah, he he nips The water guy. Yeah, the water guy. (laughs) Let's see how he does. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, until next week. You're my wife now. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Dear Gaseric, your strength and wisdom throughout the years has given me advice which I cannot repay in full. Tears fall down my face as I write this.
and my heart breaks and bleeds because my new husband has got me trapped and encased within a castle, within a tower at the top. He's an awful man. I cannot bear all the awful things he's put me through and all the countless times he's hurt me. But I shall highlight the important things. He always leaves the toilet seat up. It's so difficult to sit down. And he always brings his weird teddy bear to bed. And he's only got one eye. And he keeps staring at us. Whenever he washes up, he doesn't wash up properly. He, he rinses. He doesn't wash, he rinses. It's awful. And he has this weird dog that keeps following me around. Looks at me with an evil grin and just laughs at me. I keep insisting we get the poor thing an inhaler, but he won't do it. And I'm sure you're aware of the proud tradition for hundreds, nay, thousands of years that we Romans and before us the Greeks have worn sandals proudly to battle, not caring if a shield or a rock fell on our toes. We'd march on. But I fear my husband is the first to wear the sandals with socks. All these things and many more he does. Please help me, Kaseric. You're my only hope. Oh, P.S. He also happened to kill the most powerful general in Rome, also my ex-husband, the Emperor, which is basically leaving Rome wide open and our whole empire is doomed, and basically we are completely Tiberius He caught two snakes on his couch, like you do. <laughs> I did that the other day. He didn't say what the snakes were doing. It's the way he caught them. What are you two doing? <laughs> Put it away. Now, apparently he immediately went out and sought someone who could read this obvious sign from the gods. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they come along, and it does not take long before they tell him what this means. It said to him that he should not kill the snakes, which would have been my immediate reaction. I'm surprised they're still alive. I'm surprised they're still on the couch. Anyway. <laughs> they keep hissing at me. <laughs> yes. He, he was to kill one snake, apparently, and let the other go. That's what he should oh, do. Which one would you choose? Like Sophie's choice. Oh, it gets worse. Oh. Because if he kills the male snake, it meant he would soon die. But if he killed the female, his wife Cornelia would die. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, that is. How do you know whether a snake's male or female? I'm guessing if, you, like, you're into snakes or you're a vet, you know. But does your average <laughs> person on the street know? If someone told me that, I'd be going, which snake do I kill? I, I get the impression that you'd wait for one snake to roll over. And yeah. if it starts with, like, two snakes, <laughs> that's the male. <laughs> One with fair sliding along, one's got a bit of a bump. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. yeah. bulge, if you will. <laughs> the one that wears wife. <laughs> yes. Anyway, according to Plutarch, the father figured he, he's getting on in years. It's yeah. typical Roman marriage where he's a lot older than she is. He's 97. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only fair that he died, so he kills the male snake. Oh, how how um, yeah. sacrificial. Yeah. Either that or he killed what he thought was the female snake. I'm like, oh, hang on, which, which one was that again? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Obviously, not long after, he dies. Of course he does. Yeah. 